is your friend. He's a friend that sits closer than a brother. Father, we thank you for the Lordship of Jesus Christ. We thank you for this Lord's Day of worship. And we come to you confessing that we are wrong and you are right. We are weak, but thou art strong. Hide the preacher behind the cross and move by your spirit. Speak to us out of your word. Thank you for the ministry of music. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We're in the book of Nehemiah. Nehemiah is after the book of Ezra. Minor prophet, one of the 12 minor prophets. And I think before the book of Job. I mean Esther, before the book of Esther, Nehemiah chapter 7, when you get it, say amen, and verse 5, and my God put into mine heart, that's all I need, contextually they talk about a consensus, but, and my God put into mine heart heart. A package of God's power. Or as I said this morning, tower of power. Package of God's power. Hmm. Pay attention to your heart. Proverbs 4 tells us, for out of the heart are the issues of life. Electrical power enters our homes through a series of transfers, transformers, and transitions. Power is transferred from an electric grid, which we call the electric company, and it's transferred to a transformer near your house, typically on a pole. And then it is transitioned into your fuse box or circuit box inside of your house. And once the power gets to the circuit, circuitry or the circuit box, it is segregated into a series of circuits that it comes in from one source and then it's separated to energize all of your appliances and outlets within your house. Spiritually, the believer's power source is God. Don't let anybody fool you. All the power that is transmitted through our lives comes from him. In fact, it was Jesus who said on one occasion when questioned about power, Jesus said to Pilate, 
I have power to lay my life down. Meaning, it takes power for me to die. And then I got power to take it up again. And we know that on that hill, amen, in Matthew 28, when he was speaking to over 500 believers, he said, all power has been given unto me in heaven and in earth. And all power is sourced in God. God even gives power to Satan. God gives power to demons. All power comes from one source. And that's God. Then when we begin to look at this matter of power source, a believer's power is not only sourced in God, but it is separated and transferred into the believer's heart sanctified and transformed into the believer's help and sanctioned into translations to bring honor and hallelujah and praise and glory to Almighty God. That what God does is he packages all of his power and places it into your heart. And everything he wants you to do, he doesn't have to keep sending power the power's already there. The power's already there to walk right, talk right, live right. The power's already there to praise him. The power's already there. It's already in place. Nehemiah, whose name means the Lord who comforts, was a famous cupbearer under the Persian king Artaxerxes in 446 B.C., where God's historical clock was ticking. Now, give me a few moments to put things in this context that Nehemiah is one of the 12 minor prophets, and 12 is a prominent number throughout the Bible. It means completeness. It means government. 12 minor prophets, 12 tribes of Israel, 12 apostles, I mean, 11 apostles, uh, when uh, 11 disciples, once Judas gave his life, or or God took his life, when you begin to look at this prominence of 12, it's interesting that here in Nehemiah, it is 446 B.C., and we know that in 722 B.C., we're counting back. Listen to me. Let me me, me put this timeline out to you. In 2000 B.C., before the birth of Christ, was Abraham. In 1500 B.C. was Moses. In 1000 B.C. was David. Can I get a witness? 900 B.C. was Solomon. And in 722 B.C., because of their idolatry and sin against God, God allowed the Assyrians to come from the north and take 10 tribes from Israel up north, put them in captivity, and then he waited, listen to this, for uh, Israel's sister Judah, who had two tribes in the south, to repent. Judah did not repent, so in 605 to 586 B.C., three deportations, God sent the Babylonians to come in under Nebuchadnezzar to take Judah into captivity, amen, listen to this now, for 70 years. And when you look at this timeline, it goes down to 586, and here in our context, in the context of the scripture, the Medes and the Persians pop up. And it's recorded in Daniel chapter 5 when Belshazzar decided to throw an orgy and a party. And while he was partying and getting drunk, 
with the sanctified vessels of God pouring uh, wine and, and, and partying, amen, and polluting God's instruments of worship right on the doorstep were the Medes and the Persians. When he saw a hand writing on the wall, minky, minky, tiku, you farsen, your days are numbered. Can I get a witness? And uh, in, in, in 536 to 446 B.C., the Medes and the Persians came in. In 365 B.C., the Greeks came in under Alexander the Great, and he almost conquered the entire world at 32 years old. And then his kingdom broke out into four, a quadrant of generals who, did, who went different ways. And then in 165 B.C., Rome popped up. Just in time, in the nick of time, at the right time, Galatians tells us that Rome started building roads. Rome came in with the crucified type of death in which Jesus needed. So God was orchestrating everything through history. Can I get a witness? And then in 3 BC, Jesus Christ was born in Bethlehem of Ephrata. But it's here, under the Medes and the Persians, that God instructs Nehemiah to rebuild the walls that were torn down around the city of Jerusalem. Ezra, one of his contemporaries, were to rebuild the religious systems, the people's confidence, uh, the moral law, and the temple. And, and, and it's here that, that Nehemiah, who is led by God, amen, to rebuild these walls, met a lot of opposition in rebuilding the walls. Let me stop, pause, and park. Whenever you're doing something for the Lord, expect Satan. I don't know why we get sidetracked and upset when Satan attacks us. In fact, every time Satan attacks you, you ought to applaud because you are privileged by God to be attacked. Can I get a witness? And, and it's, it's here that Nehemiah was an administrator, a manager, a mover, a motivator, a, a, a man. And he comes into this situation from God. And I want to show four critical components to this transmitted power in the heart. Now, let me stop pausing, Park. I... I I've come to learn that God is so deep that when God wants something done, he is already operating years and centuries and ages before the call. Are y'all getting this? Everything that I did in my seven years of military, 68 to 74, 17 years in the federal government, whether it was government contracts, accounting, everything the Lord had me pass through when I didn't understand why I was passing through it was designed to bring me to this point. Are y'all getting me? I was sharing this morning. In 1974, when I was about to get out of the military, had been in seven years, they called me in because I had a critical AFSC of top secret work. They said, do you want to remain another four years in the military? I had did seven. I said, now nah, I want to get out. 
they offered me $26,000 in 1974 to re-enlist. And, 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 and a promotion, and I turned it down. Now, there are times when I get weary that I say I should have stayed in. The woulda, coulda, shouldas. You got to be careful with the woulda, coulda, shouldas. Because Satan only shows you what he wants you to see. Can I get a witness? Why did I marry this person? The woulda, coulda, shouldas. What Satan does not show you is that God has something to do with your calling. Can I get a witness? And there was something in my heart, Dr. Bettner, that would not allow me to stay. There was something that kept pulling on me to come out. Can I get a witness? And, and I wasn't saved and I, and I wasn't a pastor, but there was something inside of me that I could not find rest. Only in retrospect, God was calling me to himself. And when God is calling you, you have this unrestful feeling until you respond to him. Can I get a witness? Amen. Child of God, child of God, child of God. When you begin to look at this thing of this package of power that it's like that spaghetti commercial. It's in there. Everything God wants out of you is already in there. He's not trying to send it. He's not trying to get your attention to see if you have it. It's already in your heart. Everything you're going to need from, the, from now to the day you see Jesus is already packaged up in you. Lord have mercy. That's why when Moses in Exodus 3 got nervous when God said, boy, take your shoes off. You're standing on holy ground. And Moses took his shoes off. And, 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 and the Bible says, uh, amen, that God told Moses, I have heard the crying of my people. I've seen their afflictions. Now listen to this. And I have now come down to deliver them. Moses standing looking at him. And God said, here's how I'm going to deliver them through you. And Moses said, I can't do this. God says, what's that in your hand? He said, a rod. He said, that's what you're going to use. Whatever God wants you to do is already in your hand. It's already in your hand. It's already, it's already in your heart. It's already in your bosom. It's already there. All you got to do is exercise it. Do I have a witness? So here in Nehemiah, I see four critical components of his circuit box with this package power to do what God wanted him to do. I was saying this morning, that when we first came in 1987, it was, a, it, it was just a small kind of country church. I was committed to teaching. Teaching, teaching, teaching. Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Fridays, Sundays. Committed to teaching. Working 40 hours in the government. Committed to teaching. We had the Philadelphia Eagles come down. We had the 76ers come down. We had Reggie White. We had all them guys come down. And they said, we never heard the word taught like this. Can I get a witness? They were here. Charles Barkley, all of them were here. They visited us. Buddy Ryan told me he couldn't curse up in here. Can I get a witness? All of them was here. And we enjoyed great people coming into our midst. 
because we were standing on the Word of God. Can I get a witness? We, we weren't flimsy. We weren't about prosperity. Come on now. We, we weren't about laying checks on altars. We, hey, hey, thank you, Jesus. Can I get a witness? We weren't trying to increase our congregation by lowering all of our standards and compromising. We, we had order. We had the word. And God blessed. But see, here's the thing. Can I get a witness? And child of God, God is in control of everything. He's in control of you. He's in control of me. He's in control of circumstances. He's he's in control of Satan. He's in control of open and shut doors. God can open doors that no man can shut and shut doors that no man can open. That's what makes him Lord. What makes Jesus Lord is that Jesus stands back and tells Satan, take your best shot. And after he takes his best shot, his best shot is never good enough to stop his shot. Can I get a witness? Satan has some power, but Jesus has all power. Can I get a witness? Satan is a prince, but Jesus is king. And wherever there's a king, wherever there's a prince, there's a king somewhere. He's king of kings. He's lord of lords. And we can never lower our standards to adopt society. Jesus is God's son, and he's, the, he's God the son, and he's the son of God. Full of deity, full of truth, full of grace, full of power. I want you to see something here. First of all, we witness God's power of prayer. Turn to chapter 1 real quick. What is prayer? Prayer has to do with our approach, our alignment, our appreciation of Almighty God. In chapter 1, we begin with, in this book of Nehemiah, we see an approach to God. Let me, let me talk about how we ought to approach God. We always should approach God with humility and a contrite heart. Before you open your mouth, get low. Understand that he is full of glory. Isaiah, Isaiah said, in the year that King Uzziah died, then I saw the Lord. Make sure that it's not somebody blocking you from seeing God. Can I get a witness? If so, God will move him. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. And here was his response. Once I saw the Lord, then I saw myself. He said, woe is me, I'm unclean. See, when you really see God, you're nothing. When you really see God, you get low. When you really see God, you understand you're full of filth. When you see God, you're not worthy to call on his name. When you really see God, you can't be speaking about yourself and him. Somebody got to take the low portion. Can I get a witness? He, he approaches God with a contrite heart. He aligns God by faith. He appropriates God's promises. Look at verses 2 to 4 real quick. Problems will make us energize and pray to God. Hananiah, his brother, his real brother, came, he and certain men of Judah, and he asked them about Jerusalem. And they said, verse 3, the remnant that are left of the captivity in the providence are in great affliction and reproach. And it came to pass, verse 4, when I heard these words that I sat down and wept, notice what's driving his prayer, burden. 
Can I get a witness? I mourned, I fasted, I prayed before the God of heaven. And your problems will make you pray. You, you, you talk about, well, I don't pray that long. You will learn how to pray. Can I get a witness? And in the New Testament, under grace, since we are carrying God around in the person of the Holy Spirit, we can pray whenever we want to pray, pray wherever we are, pray without ceasing in everything. You got to learn to give thanks. Do I have a witness up in the house? You got to thank God for the good and the bad. Thank God for the ups and the downs. Thank God for the tears and the frowns. Thank Him. You got to learn to say, in everything, I choose to worship Him and I'm going to give Him thanks. You can't just thank God for the good. You got you to gotta look at the bad and say, you know what? God is even in this. Can I get a witness? He's going to make a way out of no way. He's He's going to pull me out. He's going to turn me around. He's going to plant my feet on solid ground. Because the just shall live by faith. There's a prayer. There's a praise in verse 5. There's a plea of our confession. But then there's a confidence in verse 8. He's reminding God of his promises, what he did for Moses, what he said to the fathers. I want you to see this witness of the power of prayer. And by the way, we don't, we're not moved to pray to God. God moves us to pray. It's God who's telling you to pray. It's God who's telling you to get in touch with him. You're not informing God about anything. Can I get a witness? Hallelujah. That when I go in prayer, I'm contrite, I'm broken. And my prayer is praise, petitions, amen, and a posture of confidence that God has heard me. And we see these prayers, the power of the packaging of prayer in Nehemiah. People are in great affliction. Mm. I'm, I'm reminded of the book of Job in the first chapter. Now listen to this. Job was so righteous. Here's what Job did. Job took a sacrifice, took it to God and said, let me pray and intercede for my children. It may be that they have sinned. And as parents, we got to intercede daily for our children. Your prayers should not be predicated on what you think of them. Your prayers should be predicated, amen, for God to surround them, to protect them, to lead them, to guide them, and to direct them. Can I get a witness? And, 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 and the fact of the matter is, is that we see the power of prayer here in the life of Nehemiah. Now, God doesn't answer all your prayers the same day. God is sovereign. Can I get a witness? God is sovereign when I, I was sharing this morning how 
Uh, when I was in Dallas at the Congress, I just broke out crying about my dad. It comes and goes. And guess what? And I'm angry with God. Why you had to take my dad? Why you take the, the good and leave these evil people here? Da, 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 you know. You know what the Lord said to me? I'm sovereign. I do what I want to do. When I want to do it. How I want to do it. And by whom I want to do it. And your job is to praise me for my wisdom. You ain't getting that. So when stuff comes in your life and hurts you, you've got to have the wherewithal, as First Thessalonians says, that in everything, give thanks. Lord, it's hurting, but I'm going to thank you. Lord, I don't know where I'm going from here, but I'm going to thank you. Lord, I messed up in my emotions, but I'm going to thank you. In everything, give thanks. See, the reason we're giving thanks is because once we thank God in everything, we're saying to God, we have enough faith to believe you're going to work out our good from this mess. What you're shouting about is what he's getting ready to do. What you're shouting about is what he's going to do. What you're shouting about is what he's about to do. Can I get a witness? Lord, I'm hurting, but thank you. Lord, I'm crying, but thank you. Lord, I'm going through, but thank you. Lord, I feel like giving up, but thank you. Lord, I feel defeated, but thank you. In everything. Give thanks. We see the witness of God's power in prayer. But secondly, we see the wisdom of God's power in pursuance. Look at chapter 2, verse 4. Hang in there with me. Then the king said unto me, what is it that you request? By the way, <laughs> look at verse 6. And the king said unto me, the queen also sitting by him. Now be careful. This queen sitting by him is in brackets, meaning it's probably not in the original text. Now listen to this. Guess who this queen may be? Esther. Esther may have influence or taxersis to support Nehemiah. God not only gives us faith, God gives us favor. Are y'all hearing this? You know what favor is? Favor is when God causes some other party to step up on your behalf. Favor is when God's open, open doors that you can't get open. Do I have a witness in the house? Favor is when God will do far exceedingly, abundantly above all that we ask or think. You don't just need faith, you need favor. You need somebody in a position of power, I'm preaching now, to grant your petitions. Can I get a witness? I'll come back to that, but child of God, Nehemiah, got permission, got permits, and, 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 and it was all predicated 
on him putting together plans to rebuild these walls. Faith and favor. Pursuance. I always challenge young people. I say, uh, what are you going to college for? Well, I, I, I'm going to college to do this. I say, okay, that's good. Now, how are you going to get there? You need a plan of pursuance. You want to be a doctor? You got to go to school 12 years. Can I get a witness? Child of God, whatever you want to do in your heart, you've got to pursue it. It's not coming to you. You got to go to it. Do I have a witness? Too many people think that faith is praying, laying down in bed, watching television, and hope a job shows up. No, you got to get your butt out of bed. You, you got to get dressed properly. You got to go on an interview, and you might get turned down in five jobs, but you got to have a pursuance, I'm preaching, Doc, to get the thing done. People look, people, people look at this ministry and say, oh, you know, my pastor was blessed, pastor was lucky. No, pastor worked. And I'm still working. By the grace of God. I was in front of the gallery every Saturday giving out 800 tracts. 800 to Muslims, to everybody up to here. Jesus said, the work ethic has to be in you. You can't be lazy and get stuff done. Can I get a witness? We went door-to-door in Williamstown several times. Sickleville. Are y'all praying with me? Radio, TV. It, 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 it is a pursuance. When, I, when, when you got a plan in mind, you got to pursue. You got to keep moving. And you got to be like that bunny rabbit. You got to take a licking and keep on ticking. You, you, you got to have a motor inside of you. You you, 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 you got to be willing to go all the way to get the thing done in the name of Jesus. Look at the pursuance here. My God. He's pursuing permits. He's pursuing, Lord have mercy, permission to go and rebuild the walls. I was sharing this morning something personal. Years ago, something inside of me said, get $60,000 together. I had my double E bonds from the military. I had some savings. I had some retirement. Get your money to get $60,000 and invest it in Comcast. Comcast was just local. I didn't do it. I had the conviction, but I didn't have the confidence. Hmm. If I had invested $60,000 at that time, I would be a millionaire right now. Comcast has turned over quadrupled. Headquarters is in Philadelphia. They own cable. They almost became a monopoly. You, you read it. The stock is through the roof now. Why didn't I move when I had this ink? How many of y'all had an inkling and didn't move? You had an inkling and didn't move. Well, it happens. Don't beat yourself up. 
Don't beat yourself up. I, and before the sermon's over, I'm going to tell you what you can invest in right now, and you'll, get a, you'll give an avalanche of blessing, and that's St. Matthew's perfect peace. You can just, you just, 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 just give, give it up the money, and the Lord will bless you. Do I regret that, you know, times I get low, times I get upset, I said, man, I should have, should have, would have, could have. No, can't go there. It didn't happen, move on. Can I get a witness? Don't live in defeat with regret. Whatever you didn't do in the past, chalk it up, say praise the name of Jesus anyhow, and keep moving. Don't beat yourself about yesterday because yesterday cannot come back and bless you. But you got to have a plan of pursuance. I want to pursue this thing. I want to pursue this thing. I, I, I told officers years ago, going on 28 years, I said, listen, I'm going to take my Bible with my gift of teaching, and when I finish, there will be thousands in here. And all of them laughed. They laughed at me. They called me Joseph the Dreamer. He's really stuck on himself. He's crazy. No. You don't understand. I was planting seeds. The word of God. Can I get a witness? There were Sundays when we had 50 people getting saved every Sunday. 50. You know why? Because the word of God. It wasn't about me. It was about him. And Jesus said, if I be lifted up. I'm preaching already. I, I, I will draw. Didn't he say that? He said, I'll draw all men unto me. But there's got to be a pursuance of what is in your heart. Dr. Bettner has his doctorate in counseling. Great, great, great man of God. Great counselor. But I, I told him, I said, I got more respect what you've been through than what's on your wall. Y'all ain't getting that. See, I want to hear where the Lord brought you from. I don't want to hear about where all your degrees came from and all your citations and all that. What I want to hear, I want to hear how Jesus snatched you out of hell and put smoke in your garments. I want to hear how Jesus put you on a street called straight. Can I get a witness? I, I want to hear, amen, I want to hear Jesus' name in your testimony. Do I have a witness? The Lord is good. See, because listen, here's the key. The more I brag about Jesus, the more he's obligated to do for me. Can I get a witness? If I'm bragging about Raymond Gordon, I ain't going nowhere but to this table and back. Can I? But when I lift up his name, when I give him the credit, when I give him the glory, when I give him the honor, when I give him the adoration, can I get a witness? Then the Lord makes his way back. And he's, he, listen, he's got to solidify what I just said. That promotion comes not from the east, nor from the west, nor from the south, but promotion comes from the Lord. Can I get a witness? That he's able, somebody said he's able, he's able to snatch you out. He's able to turn your life around. He's able to plant your feet on a solid ground. He's able to put a new song in your mouth. 
even praying, running in your feet, clapping in your hands, joy in your soul. He's able. His prayers, his pursuance, then his persistence. Let's talk about persistence. Because persistence means you're going to keep on keeping on. Can I get a witness? Come hell or high water, excuse me. You're going to keep on keeping on. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Can I get a witness? I love the Apostle Paul, Acts chapter 20, when he was talking to the elders at Ephesus, and Agabus had two daughters who were prophetess. They said, Paul, whatever you do, don't go back to Jerusalem. They're going to tie you up. Paul said, look, 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 Paul said, bonds and afflictions await me. But none of these things move me. Y'all ain't getting this. Paul said, I'm not afraid of anybody or anything. I'm walking with Christ. If I got to go into the lion's den, because I know my God can give the lion's lockjaw. If I got to walk in the oven, I know he's able to pull the heat out of fire. Can I get a witness? You got to have a persistence in you. Because what will happen in life is that circumstances will get negative. Satan will start to attack. People will start to have their own opinions. And if you're weak-minded, you'll start to back up and give up. Can I get a witness? You got to have it in you. Do I have a witness? Uh, Jesus said, what man building a city doesn't first count the cost? Can I get a witness? What man going out to battle doesn't first, amen, uh, figure out what's needed to win the battle? I do I have a witness. Child of God, you need to understand that in the military, before they attack, they get intel. You need intel. You need a fact-finding commission. You need to get all the facts, but then you need to be still and know that he's God. You got to have a persistence. Uh, do I have a witness? Hey, amen. In chapter 2, verse 11. Come on now. And so I came to Jerusalem, was there three days, I rose in the night, verse 12, I took some men with me, don't take everybody, neither to I, any man, what my God had put in my what? What God had put in my what? What God had put in my what? See, God is dealing with your heart. God is telling you, keep on keeping on. I don't care what the church is saying. I don't care what the naysayers are saying. I don't care what your enemies are saying. I'm saying, keep on keeping on. And you got to put blinders on. You got to listen, but you don't need to yield. Can I get a witness? Because, child of God, opposition is already in the camp to slow you up and stop you. I don't, I don't pass the by consensus. I pass the by conviction. And the proof is in the pudding. Can I get a witness? So when you look at me and say, he ain't going nowhere, I love it. I love it. I love it. Let me put my Smokey the Bear hat on and say, I'm happy. Happy, 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 happy. You know, I love it. 
you can, you can say whatever you want. You know, opinions like armpits, everybody got at least two. It doesn't matter. My mind is already made up where I'm going. I didn't get here in 28 years because I was fragile. I was fractured. I was weak and wounded. And I listened to it. I don't fool with that. Can I get a witness? I know where we're taking this church. And this church is blessed. This church is, is, is exalting Christ. Souls are being saved. We're going down Wildwood to witness. Amen. People keep joining. We, we're doing great. Turn to your name and say, my church is doing great. In the name of Jesus. Now, wait a minute. Now, turn to your name and say, it's doing great with you or without you. It's doing great. We don't, we don't need that. We don't need that. You got to have a persistence to get this thing done. Look at chapter 4, verse 1. Are you with me? We're coming in. But it came to pass, but, but, get off your butt, but, but, it came to pass that when Sambalat heard that we built the wall in 52 days, he was raw to great indignation and mocked the Jews. Listen, opposition is part of your victory. God gives us vision, vitality, allows some venom to heighten our victory. Without venom, you don't appreciate the victory. You got to have some venom. Are y'all getting this? It, it is, it is, it, listen, it is impossible to have victory without venom. It's impossible to appreciate victory with no venom. What makes you clap the victory is that you had to come through some venom. Can I get a witness? You had to go through something to get where you are. Uh, do I have a witness? So child of God, yeah, I'm, I'm coming in. That, that, that persistent spirit will lead, listen, fourthly, to the power of perspective. What is perspective? Chapter 4, verses 1 to 3, anticipate opposition. Satan's coming. Here's how you answer opposition, verses 4 and 5. Hear, O God, for we are despised and turn their reproach on their own heads. Here's how I deal with opposition. Lord, you got him. I'm going to keep moving. In the name of Jesus. Can I get a witness? Analyze the operation, verse 6. So built we the wall, and all the walls were joined together unto the half thereof, for the people had a what? Mind to work. Absorb the criticism. Appreciate the Lord's obligation. Applaud the Lord's strength. Chapter 8, verse 10b. For the joy of the Lord is my strength. Nehemiah told his enemies, why should I come down the walls and talk to you? I'm about the Lord's work. Do you understand what the enemy wants to do? The enemy wants to pull you off the wall. He wants to pull you from the work. He wants, he wants you to worry about their criticisms. You got to make it up in your mind that I'm going to get this thing done. When you understand the majesty and the mercy and the mandate and your own mess and the might of God, then you can appreciate what God is doing. 
Can I get a witness? But you got to have a stick to You got to have an ongoing power within your heart, a power of conviction to keep on keeping on. Wherever you are this morning, God has placed that power in your heart. He gives you the power of prayer, the power of pursuance, the power of persistence, and you got to keep on keeping on knowing that he's got all power in his hands. But, but child of God, you got to have a power of perspective. Don't leave here without perspective. Turn the psalm to your right. Psalm 107 as we close. One of my favorite. Psalm 107. Come on now. Amen. Come on. Hurry up. 107. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. His perspective. For he is good. He's intrinsically good. And his mercy endures forever. Let the redeemer of the Lord say so, whom he have redeemed from the hand of the enemy, gather them out of the lands from the east, from the west, from the north, from the south. Listen to this. They wandered in the wilderness in a solitary way. They found no city to dwell on. They became hungry and thirsty. Their soul fainted in them. Then they cried. Take the song home with you. It's a, it's a cycle Psalm, that every time they got in trouble, they cried. And the Bible says when they cried, the Lord delivered them. The Lord's mercy is every time we get in trouble, he shows up. Every time we get knocked to the carpet, he shows up. Every time we go on our own ways, he shows up. Every time we give in to temptation, he shows up. Every time we get messed up in our thinking, he shows up. That's what makes God so good. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Can I get a witness? Oh, that men would praise the Lord. Well, Raymond Gordon, why are you praising him? Because he snatched me out of hell. Why are you praying he snatched me out of sin? He snatched me out of self. Oh, that men would praise. This is perspective. I would have not been anything without Jesus. I could have not made it without Jesus. I wouldn't have woke up this morning without Jesus. I wouldn't have energy without Jesus. Because he's got all power. All power. In his hands. Can I get a witness? And he places power in my heart. Power to walk right. Power to live right. Power to praise right. Power to be right. Power. Power. And you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth. God packages all his power and places it in your heart. You have an obligation to pray, pursue, be persistent, and walk away with perspective. Can I get a witness? That's your job. Walk away with perspective. Walk away with perspective. Here's perspective. If it had not been for the Lord who was on my side, where would I be? He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy to be praised. Stand on your feet. As every head is bowed, your eyes closed. If you need to be saved, Jesus died for your sins. You need to repent.
come to the Lord believing that he's God's son and the son of God. If you want to be saved, just raise your hand this morning. Just put your hand in the air. He said, if you be ashamed of me, I'll be ashamed of you. I see your hands. Is there another? Hands, come on up if you want to be saved. Balcony, you want to be saved. Come on up. Come on up. In the back, come on up. Come on up. Or you want to join a church on your Christian experience. Will you come on up? Come on. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. Thank you, man. Thank you. Is there another? Is there another? Is there another? We love you. Wednesday's call, next Saturday is Wildwood. Is there another? We love you. What did I just say? Listen. The package of power that God places in our hearts is prayer, pursuance. Look for the open door. Persistence. Stay fast, steadfast, unmovable. And then perspective. It's all because of him that we are alive. It's all because of him that we woke up this morning. It's all because of him that we are where we are in life. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you for this young man. Thank you for your word. Thank you how you minister through Nehemiah, the cupbearer. Thank you how you rebuild the walls because he was a man of compassionate prayer. He was a man of persistence and pursuance, and he walked away with perspective. For the joy of the Lord is my strength. Dismiss us with your choices benediction. In Jesus' name, amen. We love you.